Welcome back to the pod. My name is Mick, your host, and we are back, baby. Our episode last week was a little shorter because I was going through so much stuff like work, school, heat. It's like so hot in Edinburgh. Apparently, it's the hottest it's been, even considering like summer temperatures. It's driving me freaking crazy, but I'm really trying to find my groove again. Yeah, I mean, there's just been like weird shit happening. I feel like my life has been like filled with stress and anxiety the past couple weeks, maybe. And it might just be the heat driving me insane. But also I was at the gym yesterday and I did something to my knee. I feel like the stress levels are just through the roof and I need to figure out ways to calm down to give myself that downtime. We will get back into routine. I'm confident about that. And glow up syndrome will be back better than ever. And that's always really, really exciting. For me, the satisfaction comes from knowing that I have something of substance to give you guys. And I'm always ecstatic to share there's something about putting content out there that's so satisfying i'm really trying to keep consistent though like that's the main thing last week though something went down with my mic and it was just not registering on my laptop so i dealt with the issue of that for four hours and i got really concerned that i would have to buy a new mic but after four hours, I managed to fix it. We are not having to spend on more podcast equipment, which is such a huge relief off of my shoulders. As you guys know, I don't earn from doing this. So having had to maybe buy that would have been really difficult. As those of you who listen regularly might know too, I just moved flats and obviously moving is not only tiring, but expensive. So I spent so much on apartment essentials, decor, Thankfully, it's mostly furnished, but there's still a few stuff I had to pick up here and there. And when you sum it all up, it's just freaky. Like I got freaked out despite knowing everything I bought was what I needed. And despite knowing that I meticulously planned out my expenses list so as not to go overboard. And having gone through those two big expense scares in the past week brings me to the topic of this episode. So this week, we are going to talk about financial wellness specifically budgeting scaries i like to call it that because a lot of my friends are like i don't want to keep an accounting sheet it freaks me out we're gonna cover that and saving hacks for our our audience i think everyone would love to hear i think a lot of us are students or young adults and still trying to find their groove financially so let's get into it with budgeting scaries so As you already know, I was talking to a friend recently about budgeting because obviously we were both students and this is just something you go through as a student or even as a young adult when you're trying to gain that little bit of independence and figure out how to approach the world. And sadly, the world is defined by money. You got to pay for everything. And so we ended up contrasting our approaches to budgeting as students. And so, you know, I'm the type of person who plans everything out to the T As is to be expected, I've had a personally crafted budget sheet on Excel for every single year of uni since I started, since I moved abroad, away from home. And as I showed my friend, this isn't just any style of budgeting sheet. I literally log every single expense, every single transaction that goes through. I split it up by bank account, by type of transaction, like cash, card, and I even make graphs and color code everything. So yeah, I'm the kind of girl... But she brought up a really good point, which I think is something more people can relate to, that doing something like that is so good for you 
for saving, for future thinking, but it's fucking scary. It's terrifying to log every single expense. It's terrifying to look at the end of every single day at how much money you have left. It's terrifying to face the reality of, at least for me, like, God, I'm an adult now and anything could happen to me and I could have financial problems at any minute. Heck, I could be homeless and starving at any minute. Like, just the hard-faced callousness of the world. No one wants to confront that fear. It's not comfortable. It's not pleasant. It's frankly just horrible to think about. But where does that leave us, right? Like with everything else I've been saying on the pod, you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. You have to ride out that feeling because somehow being able to come to grips with it allows you to make those smarter decisions and have those smarter structures to bring you that financial wellness. And here's the good news. It doesn't have to be so brutal to take this approach. You can work on that fear without throwing yourself in the deep end right away. One thing I can think of off of the top of my head is start slow. Maybe don't log in every single expense, but make it a habit to know the standing of your bank account. Know how much money you have in there and how much you want it to be at the end of a particular month. And then have that imaginary number in the back of your mind for when you do spend. You don't have to be checking your bank account every single second of every single day. That's where it can get a little too much. Another thing I can think of is maybe start small, start with an app. The apps can be a little easier to navigate such that you don't have to do everything yourself. And some apps might even be able to grab info around your expenses for you and do the tracking and the organizing and everything. Now, I don't recommend this long term because it doesn't let you really internalize that saving mindset. It brings you that tendency to forget that you are trying to save. But if you are wanting to start somewhere, this is a really great way to start. And finally, I'd say create a lifestyle that nurtures financial awareness. Here I mean more like values, knowing that you don't have to spend to have a good time, surrounding yourself with people who have the same priorities as you and aren't spending their life away left and right, having your staples, all these little things you can tweak in your mind, in your life to give you that seamless transition to being okay with thinking about your finances with confronting the scary realities of it all. I think this is one of those things where the more you think about it, cultivate it as a habit, the less scary it's going to get with time. So just give it a chance, you know, in the long term, you're going to be so glad you did it. Speaking of long-term thinking, this is also something I want to cover super briefly. I'm not going to cover investing. I don't know too much about it, but I also want to emphasize the importance of financial planning like making sure you really have that insight for a financially well future. Now, what I do is I have not just my budget sheet, but a separate finances sheet, because obviously this may not be the case for everyone, but I've lived in so many different countries like the Philippines, the UK, the US. And so I've also worked in all these different countries. I have a bank account for each of these different countries and I've collated all of this basically like my savings from each country into a financial planning sheet on excel obviously and what i do is i have like in each currency the conversion rates so like how much money total do i have and if you convert for example my income from the uk and the philippines to 
U.S. dollars combined with my actual U.S. dollars in like savings income, how much does that equate to? And then I do it for every single currency for whatever currency I own. It's amazing because I have this code that I just inputted on Excel and every 20 minutes, I think it updates with the right conversion rates, at least the more accurate ones from Google. I know Google isn't the most accurate, but it's still accurate enough just for the sake of a sheet like this. It is a little bit of a pain to keep updated because obviously it gives you the budgeting scaries. You're like, oh, this is how much I have in total. And and a lot of people don't want to have to think about that, but it's useful in the long run. The code I used was super easy to find online. I think I just searched Excel money conversion code or something on Google. And it gave me the right format. So it's not a thing of, oh, I need to know how to do this code, do that code to budget properly. Heck, I don't even know much about accounting. So all of this advice I'm giving you is based on stuff I've implemented in my own life from a beginner's point of view, long-term thinking. I've also had like a job from like second year of uni, not like working too many hours, but yeah, I don't know. It's fourth year now and it's, I've gotten so used to having that income, but In the UK, fourth year is like the hardest year. Well, in Scotland, and we really try not to work. Like all my friends with jobs are quitting them. And I think that's a smart decision. This is my way of saying, try to be smart about what jobs you do take on, what kind of energy they require, how much time they require. There might be like, if you still want to build your savings, but you're really busy, there might be easier ways to earn money on the side without exhausting yourself alongside your other responsibilities. Okay, now getting into saving hacks. I'm sure a lot of you guys who are students are wanting to hear this. I have a couple tips. My first tip is split up your budget into weeks rather than months. Categorize your budget into different categories and stick by your mini budgets for those individual categories because you don't want to be overspending in areas you don't need to be spending in. This categorization approach just gives you more perspective on where you should be working on your savings, gives you that more strategic outlook. Another tip is, like I've mentioned a couple times already, put everything on an Excel sheet with code that calculates stuff for you automatically so that you don't have to constantly be logging it and doing it as much as you think you have to be. Obviously, apps, again, are a good shortcut, but not a very good way to really internalize that saving mindset. Frankly, it's about having to walk that thin line between financial scaries are taking over my life and also I have that consciousness about my finances such that I spend methodically, sparingly, you know? My other tip is to just have fun with it. I gain whatever pleasure there is to be taken from being able to see my savings rise steadily and if you are a student, there's student discounts everywhere, like literally everywhere. Please don't forget about them because they have saved my life. A couple other mini tips food shop after you eat prioritize mental wellness because this translates into every other aspect of your life check out loyalty points at stores cook your meals at home and pack them to eat out if you feel like treating yourself don't scrimp on health related expenses have that long-term thinking sell old clothes or anything you're no longer using that's just sitting there for that extra cash and something i want to try myself is having no spend days at least once or twice a week I think this is going to be hard, especially because I live in a bigger city, like right smack in the middle of it. But I think if you're living somewhere quieter, it can be a bit easier to implement and obviously invest. But I don't know enough about that. So we're going to skip past that. One thing you guys might be wondering is, but this is a wellness podcast and the wellness lifestyle is expensive, right? I mean, it's expensive to have the aesthetic things 
The pretty things that bring you joy. It's expensive to follow a trend. It's expensive to get out of the house more because that just means spending more. I swear, like just my whole matcha addiction, right? Like the good quality matcha probably costs $100 for like a month's worth of packets, which is not nearly enough. And I do not have that money just sitting out of my pocket. I don't think a lot of people do unless you're like older and more stable with your finances. What's another? Another is probably, I don't know, just having a nice apartment, having nice jewelry. Jewelry is tiny, but it fucking costs. Having cute decor, going out for meals with your friends, hot girl walk with an iced coffee. Fuck knows how much iced coffee I've spent on in the past year and how much that adds up to. I don't even want to know. Going to the gym, you have to pay for the gym. You have to pay for fucking everything, you know? A lot of you are probably wondering, like, how do you do this and be financially smart at the same time, right? I'm here to tell you that it can be affordable. There are ways to be smart about your finances, despite all the aesthetic cute things that you want to do for yourself. You can still do these things for yourself. For example, if you want to eat healthy, right? But you can have fruit. You can have yogurt. You don't need to spend on fancy, pricey health shit. Going on walks or runs costs you nothing. Even try home workouts if you don't want to spend on the gym. And then the wellness lifestyle you say like literally save by not engaging in stuff like drinking smoking drugs all those vices and focus on your inner peace what about contentment what about gratitude having those values having being content being grateful makes you more stable in yourself and you realize you're not actually spending as much as you think you will be spending with that wellness lifestyle when you're pursuing inner peace because you're happy in your own skin. You don't need as many external sources of joy, if that makes sense. You know, you see these influencers online, they have all these products and these products are so expensive as well. But you have to remember that you don't have to be an influencer or a content creator to have that wellness lifestyle implemented. These content creators get PR packages sent to them. I don't think many of them spend too much money And if they do spend money, it's because they're earning money making content out of having that aesthetic in their lives. Again, you can pursue a wellness lifestyle. It can be budget friendly. I buy myself flowers every week. My flowers cost three pounds. That's 12 pounds a month. You don't need to buy like a fancy bouquet. You can buy yourself like a couple roses and put it in a pretty vase. There are ways to be smart about where you spend. And heck, like staying at home at night and reading a book that probably costs way less than spending 12 pounds on a single drink or cocktail on a club night out, which is how much people who aren't on the wellness lifestyle probably spend. Like I have a friend who he has spent up to 400 pounds on a night out. And isn't that crazy? We do have spendings that we don't realize are unnecessary to our happiness, to our well-being, to our mental health. And if you replace that with things that are good for you, a YouTube video, a book, drinking more water, hydrating, how much do all those extra habits really add up to? A little anecdote I want to give you guys before we end off this episode is that, you know, I grew up having been raised with very good financial values. And you'll be surprised, like the richest people in the world are not the ones who earn a shit ton of money. That's a common misconception. The richest people in the world are the ones who build up their savings, who know the value of their hard work. And because of that, they save and they save and they save. 
you can't get rich by being rich, if that makes sense. Like, you can't be rich by earning a shit ton of money and spending all of it. People who are rich will know that it's about having the good values behind, like, your savings. So learn how to invest. Learn how to be happy with what you have. I think this is a life skill, probably one of the most valuable life skills I've learned growing up. Thankfully, having had a dad who was very much into the whole business of saving, all I'm saying is that saving can go a really, really long way or spending on the right things, you know, like if you spend an apartment or something that will grow in value, if it's an investment, then it's a good spending. Just like with everything else we've talked about on this podcast, if you have that strategy, it's not just about working yourself to the ground, right? It's the same with money. Like you can't just work yourself to the ground, earn a shit ton of money, and then get stressed and spend all of it. Stay grounded in who you are, in the simple things, in in the inner peace that your hard work is going to give you rather than the external validation. And you'll realize that it's more about the strategy. If you have the right strategies, then you're set. You can work smarter rather than harder. I think working smart actually is still a form of working hard. But again, just in the same way, when you spend your energy, put more thought into where you spend your money, where you spend your time. All of this is hard. It's hard to face. It's hard to do the tasks that can make you save i mean it's hard to do the thing that not everyone else is doing you know the people around you can be like oh let's go out let's spend on this let's spend on that but here's another reminder like if you want to end up in a different place if you want to be rich if you want to even just have a decent amount of money that keeps you happy and stable right i mean you're gonna have to do something that a lot of people around you aren't doing you're going to have to change the process to get different results and that's where i want to end this episode with that i am so grateful for all of you for the pod for what brought me to this hobby in the first place and for the abundant possibilities that all of this brings me in my life this for me is something that brings me joy It's not something that I feel like is burning me out. It's something that sustains me in the long run. And I really hope that by listening to this, you guys get to go through the process of finding your own little joys in life. And I hope that it keeps you grounded and peaceful. So next week, we are doing a guest episode with a special character from Edinburgh. I know that our audience in the UK is slowly growing and I want to represent the UK girlies, the Edinburgh girlies. So we're interviewing the owner of the first matcha bar in Edinburgh, just opened in July of this year. You guys already know. I'm so excited for this interview. She is a phenomenal woman, actually. She is on her own wellness journey, living the wellness lifestyle. There is so much we can learn from her and I can't wait to share this with you next week. Now, if you want to keep updated, listen to more episodes, listen to my episode with her, you can follow this podcast or follow our Instagram at Globe Syndrome or follow me at underscore Michaela Dizon. The links are all in the show notes and ratings on like apps like Spotify and stuff. It's not really like a first thought that people give. It's such a small tab at the top of the screen, but if you see that tab, honestly, and just 
click on it like it will take a couple seconds it would go such a long way i would love to hear reviews on what kinds of episodes you guys want to hear more of what i've been seeing doing quite well has been the q a session or tips for productivity i want to know if you guys prefer solo episodes over guest episodes things like that so feel free to message me on instagram or answer the q a at the bottom of the podcast if you scroll down you'll actually see there's a little q a session where you can leave me your notes and thank you so much for listening i will catch you next week bye Thank you.